0: Hey folks, Randy Newberg here with another episode of Loophole Hunt Talk Radio. This is another one of our bonus episodes. And this is going to cover the final state of the West, or, or at least the ones that we get really involved in. The ones that we think are quote-unquote elk destination states. And this one's Idaho. Uh, we got a, a deadline coming up. All the other ones have passed. The Idaho deadline is June 5th, 2019, so mark that on your calendar, because you may not have your tag yet, and uh, Idaho is your last chance for one of the limited entry, or as they call them in Idaho, controlled hunts, and uh, Idaho has some fantastic elk hunting, and there's some ways you can leverage your investment in Idaho that, Maybe, uh, well, not maybe, it's not available in, in any other state that I'm aware of. So, before we get into all that, I want to thank Go Hunt for helping us uh, do all these podcasts of every state. The uh, Go Hunt Insider is what I'm looking at right here. The strategy articles are right in front of me. We're going to go over that in this podcast, but. They want you to draw more tags. They want you to know more about how to be your own hunting consultant. So they're the ones who make this podcast possible, these bonus ones we've been doing. And as part of that, if you want to sign up for The Insider, where all this information is right at your fingertips, go out to GoHunt.com, sign up for The Insider, and use promo code Randy, R-A-N-D-Y, and they're going to give you $50 of free credit. Like, I call it mad money. In their gear shop, and they have a serious gear shop. So, Leupold's hunt talk radio is also brought to you by obviously Leupold, the optics company that is such a huge supporter of conservation of public land, of access, of all the things that are so important to us. And they do it quietly, but they do it effectively, and they just produce serious, serious optics. Um, trying to think the yeah, how long I've been using Leupold products probably 40 years, something like that. So I love it. They love you. So hopefully go out to leupold.com and check out all the new products for this year. Also is Onyx Maps. Uh, Onyx Maps is, well, now that we're getting our tags or planning our over-the-counter or general units, we're going to switch over to every day, everyone in the office is just going to have their Onyx system right there in front of them researching e-scouting figuring this out figuring that out it's uh it's absolutely critical to hunt the places we hunt in the manner that we hunt so go to gohunt.com use promo code randy and get yourself 20 percent off any of their app products again no the, i would say in the industry i don't know of any company that's doing more to fund access than than the good folks at onyx so um uh, this super super group of people. Don't know how I hunted without it is the way I'd say that. And then uh Orion Coolers. Go to Orioncoolers.com, use promo code Randy and get twenty percent off any of their really, really impressive coolers. So Orioncoolers dot promo code Randy and save yourself twenty percent. With that, we're gonna get into Idaho in a little more detail here. the first timer idaho can be pretty confusing uh and i'll tell you a couple of reasons why they they do a lot of things that are unique first of all if you've applied for sheep or you applied for goat or you applied for moose you're not allowed to apply for the the june 5th deadline which is for deer elk and antelope so how they look at it is you can apply for any of any one of the three what they call once in a lifetime species Moose, goat, or sheep. You can only apply for one of them. And if you apply for one of them, you can't, obviously, you can't apply for the other two of those once in a lifetime. And you cannot apply in the elk deer antelope draw. So that deadline was back end of April. You had to make up your mind am I going to do one of the three life, one of the three once in a lifetime species? And if so, am I going to forego the elk deer antelope? Or am I going to pass on one of those three once-in-a-lifetime species? And then if I've passed on those three, I can do all three of elk and deer and antelope in the draw that's currently open. So we're going to focus on elk. So for those of you listening, I'm going to go on the assumption that you didn't apply for moose or you didn't apply for goat and you didn't apply for sheep. So now you're allowed to apply for elk. So that's one of the unique things that Idaho does. And with a little preface here, when I use the term limited entry or controlled hunt, that is a synonymous term in Idaho. Idaho uses the term controlled hunts. Most other states call them limited entry hunt. So when I say one or the other, just know I'm talking about the same thing. Idaho is, as you know, uh, the fact that this is the last in our series of how to draw limited entry tags. Idaho's the, the latest, the the last, the, the final chance. But after Idaho, there's a whole bunch of options related to over-the-counter tags, general tags, leftover tags, stuff like that. And part of the reason Idaho is a good segue between limited entry tags and what we call the the after-the-fact tags, over-the-counters and such, is that Idaho has a mix of both. <clears throat> and... Idaho for, for elk and for deer, uh, what, what I'm going to focus on is for elk, but pretty much the drawing system, everything else is the same for deer and antelope. Uh, but Idaho is a pretty expensive place to apply for controlled hunts. So think about this. We're always talking about investment of your budget, your financial budget and investment of your time. So if you've got a limited budget, and you say, I am going to do an over-the-counter elk hunt somewhere this year. Well, I'm going to suggest to you that if you know that in advance, that Idaho should be the place. And here's why. Because to even apply for a controlled hunt in Idaho, it's going to cost you the hundred almost $155 non-resident license fee. So you're going to have that investment in Idaho whether you only apply for contro- controlled hunts or if you do an over-the-counter uh, elk hunt. So a lot of people, and this is what I'd recommend, is if you say my fallback is going to be Colorado or my fallback is going to be Idaho or Utah's over-the-counter, whatever, I would suggest you go and buy your $154, $155, whatever it is, hunting license in Idaho, because you're going to need that for your over-the-counter hunt anyhow. And once you've acquired that, really it's, uh, it's like buying $15 raffle tickets after that. So you've acquired your non-resident hunting license. You may as well throw your name in the hat for one of the controlled hunts for the 15 bucks. If you draw your controlled hunt, well, you have until August 1st to purchase the tag that you drew. And if you didn't draw it, well now all you have to do is buy the elk tag because you're going on an over-the-counter hunt anyhow. So, you you you're going to need that hunting license one or the other. So, that's a strategy that will get you more out of your budget. Uh and if you look at the cost of your hunting license plus your elk tag, so $155 and I think the elk tag uh, for an over-the-counter elk tag is in the low 400s like Four fifteen. I'm just gonna round the numbers. So one fifty-five and four fifteen is what's that? Five hundred and seventy dollars. It's the only bull elk tag I know of in the West that's under six hundred dollars, at least in the western states that are what we call destination states. So Idaho is your least expensive option, and it gives you the flexibility of swinging for the fences as we call it that all right i already bought my hunting license for 155 dollars. i may as well go in there before the june 5th deadline and spend my 15 and and apply for one of these controlled hunts because the controlled hunts are really really good and we're going to get into in a future podcast how this zone system works in idaho and I'll briefly touch on it here. So if you aren't familiar, uh, you'll know. If you pull up the Idaho fish and game regulations, and I always suggest people do this, I, even though I've got Go Hunt in front of me all the time, I also have the state regulations in front of me. So on page, I believe it's 33 of those deer and elk regulations, deer, elk, antelope regulations. They list all of the elk management zones. So, when you are buying your elk tag, you're buying for one of these management zones, and then it tells you here are the units that are in that management zone. And then you scroll down, and it gives you what the season dates are, uh, what the what the A tag uh, seasons are for archery, for mule, or for muzzleloader, or whatever. So. We'll get into this later because we don't want to spend all of our time on uh, general elk. Uh, that's, that's the next podcast. But just know that Idaho has this system where you can go and buy over-the-counter elk tags. Now, some of these zones sell out super, super fast. So you got to be paying attention. But if you don't draw, and I think we will find out... We usually find out in late June. Idaho has a pretty quick turnaround, usually about three weeks after the deadline. So sometime in late June, we usually find out if we drew any of the controlled hunts. Well, if you didn't draw a controlled hunt, then you go online and you buy yourself that over-the-counter tag in one of those zones, and you're off and hunting. So I that was, that was trying to bridge that gap there between the controlled hunts and the strategy for the next Uh, podcast we're going to do, which is about general, over-the-counter, leftover, stuff like that. So we're going to now go back to the discussion about these controlled hunts. A couple things you need to understand about Idaho, uh, and people know I'm a big fan of the fact that Idaho does not, N-O-T does not have a point system. Every year your odds are just as good as the next person. So. If I've been applying in Idaho since 1998, and you just start applying this year, you and I, if we apply for the same exact tag, we have the same exact odds. None of this bonus points or preference points or squaring this or squaring that. It's really straightforward. And I, I think the, the beauty of that is for people who are just getting into the game, uh, new hunters, Whether they're young or whether they're at whatever age, if they're a new hunter, these point schemes pretty much assure them that they're not going to draw a tag. Not having a point scheme, I think Idaho does a great job of making it so that everybody has a possibility or at least somewhat of odds to draw a tag. And one of the things you'll notice that in Idaho, the draw odds relative to other states. Are pretty darn good and it goes back to what i talked about of you have to select either moose or goat or sheep or you can be in the elk deer antelope draw and by forcing people to choose one of those places you know you can't be in all of them like you can in other states that makes the draw odds better because you have fewer applicants in that pool of tag so I think it's, uh, I like how Idaho does it. And a lot of people will remind me, oh, just know that if you draw a limited entry hunt this year, you can't apply for that hunt next year. Well, I get that. I'll, <laughs> I'll worry about that in the year that I that I draw, or the year after I draw. So when you do your application, know that Idaho looks at everybody's first choice before they go on to second choices. So as a general rule, you're probably not going to draw a second choice. So focus on your first choice. That is what really matters in Idaho. Because by the time they go and fill all the first choice applicants, there are probably, none of these high demand hunts, uh, there's probably going to be zero tags left over. Uh, some people will comment that Idaho's regs are, very, very complicated. I would offer that they're simpler than the Montana regs. They have, I don't know how many units they have in Idaho. I think they got like 60 or 70 game management units. And uh, they have a season, a different type of season for each weapon type. Um, So you got to be paying attention. You can't assume that the season in Unit 22 is the same as it is in 76. You, they're just different dates there's different weapon types there's there are so many different things that you have to know about in the area that you're hunting so and this happens every year do do not forget if you are awarded a tag you go online and you say whoa cool i drew a tag you have until august 1st to go and purchase that tag yeah so Uh, What we mean by that is they don't mail you your tag. They're the only state that does not mail you your tag if you're successful. You have to actually go and purchase the tag before August 1st. If you don't do that before August 1st, your tag goes back in the second draw. And every year there's some amazing tags that people did not pick up because they're assuming that it would get mailed to them. And these tags get forfeited and they end up in the second draw. And that second draw usually has a deadline of, I don't know, August 15th, somewhere in there. You don't want to mess that up. (laughs) I can't even imagine how that would be a serious pain if somebody messed that up. So in Idaho, you can apply online. That's uh, the easiest way. Uh, unfortunately it also has a small transaction fee plus a percentage of the transaction. So it gets to be a little more expensive to do it online, but at least then you know it's done right and you don't have any, any errors. Now when it's something like moose or goat or sheep and you got to send all the money up front, which you don't for elk, uh, then that transaction fee, the online one gets to be, a Pain in the butt. I don't know how else to say it. If I have one gripe about uh, Idaho, it's it's their transaction fee. But now seeing that Wyoming is doing the same thing, I guess we are now living in the world of, of uh, transaction fees, online transaction fees. Uh, as a general rule, Idaho opens their archery seasons uh, the last Saturday in August. Again, I, I preface this by saying... You have to look at every unit because you there, there's going to be some exceptions to every rule. And usually the archery seasons will run until the end of September. But make sure you look at the regulations for the zone that you are hunting or for the controlled hunt you applied for. Don't assume everything's on the same date. And then a lot of the the rifle hunts again it depends on what unit um there's uh, gosh i'm just scanning through here looking at some of the rifle season dates they are they're scattered all over the place as a general rule <laughs> i'm going to stick my foot in it here by saying as a general rule most of the rifle hunts will open in mid October, usually around October fifteenth. But as quick as that's I said that, now I look and I see that there's some that are opening October twenty second, some that are opening October twenty fifth. <laughs> so yeah. The I guess the point of me scrolling through that was for you to get an example of how varied the season dates are on these these hunts and, and I'm talking about the general ones and the same with the controlled hunts. So I'm looking at the controlled hunts here. Some start October 1st, October 10th, November 1st, October 15th, September 15th, November 1st, October 15th. So again, be paying very, very close attention to what those season dates are. If you're going to Idaho Al hunting, please buy a wolf tag. They give them away like lollipops down there in Idaho. And you never know when you're going to be out in the hills and you would have that chance. But if you don't have a wolf tag in your pocket, you're not going to get that chance. So that's one of the add-ons that I kind of come in hunting Idaho. Is. And if you look at Idaho, the Game and Fish uh, puts out their population surveys now. We all know that surveys have their, they're based on models, based on observations and such. But as a general rule, some of the north central Idaho units are the ones that are below average uh, as far as, or not below average, below objective in their populations. The ones over, the units over along the Snake River uh, on the very far west side, the southern, southwest, the south tier, even the middle part of the state, uh, when I say middle, I'm talking about just north of the Snake River, the, I should say the, the central part of the state, over in the salmon, over in the far east and southeast parts of the state, those areas are all doing pretty well according to what their objectives are and what their surveys show. The areas that are struggling are the the north central part of the state, and that's just how it is. So, as you think about that, or as you think about where you're going to hunt or where you're going to apply, I always look at those maps. And I don't care whether it's looking for a controlled hunt or whether it's looking for an over the counter hunt. There is some correlation to what the success of your hunt will be and whether or not that unit is over or under objective. So, I would just Pay attention to that. That stuff is out there on the on the website for uh, Idaho Game and Fish. It makes no sense if this is your one elk hunt in a year to go there and hunt a place that's way under objective. Yeah, it might be a beautiful spot, uh, it might be a wonderful place, but if the elk are are way down, you're going to struggle. You're you're going to have a, well, you're going to have a harder chance. Let's put it that way. The other thing about Idaho is in some units, you you could almost, based on how the season dates line up, you could go from doing an elk hunt to a deer hunt or from a deer hunt to an elk hunt. Timing of those seasons, uh, sometimes there's overlap, but sometimes there's not. But even if there's not overlap, the season dates are so close together that you could almost piggyback one on the other. Uh, and it's it definitely... Uh, I was looking yesterday, and uh, this is a bit of a divergence from elk, but Idaho is the number two record book, Boone and Crockett record book state for mule deer. I think a lot of, everyone figures, oh no, it's, everyone knows it's Colorado, and then they probably think, oh, it's Utah, or it's Wyoming, or it's whatever. No, Idaho is number two. Idaho has some unbelievable mule deer hunting, so... If you're coming out and your time and your budget allows it, extend your trip. Do a little bit of deer hunting while you're here or there. <laughs> I'm not sitting in Idaho right now. Idaho has a pretty good elk population. It depends on which one of their numbers you're, you're looking at. Uh, they, give, they usually give a range. Right now, they say the current population is somewhere around 80,000. Some people would say, no, it's nowhere near that. If you look at uh, the bull-to-cow ratio, the bull-to-cow ratio statewide, now, again, remember, this varies by unit, and that should be something that goes into your consideration of what unit you're going to apply for or what zone you're going to buy your over-the-counter type for. But the statewide, they're saying that their bull-to-cow ratios are running around 23 or 24 Uh, one thing that's a little bit worrisome is in previous years, I don't know what it is this year. I don't know that I've seen it, uh, is that their cow to calf ratio is 28 calves per hundred cows. Now, most research would say that you need to be at 30 or above to have a growing or stable herd. So they're right there at that balance or that, that fine line. Um, in past years, if you look uh, and it varies uh, every year. But the, it, it's running close to about 40% of the bull elk harvested in Idaho have at least six points on one side. So uh, we're talking about quality elk hunting here. We're, we're, uh, <laughs> Idaho has some really, really good uh, elk hunting. And like I said, it's the least expensive place to go on an out-of-state elk hunt. It's, uh, you know, right now, it, the, the, be- the other part of Idaho, the beauty of it is it lets you play the game in all the other states. So we've found out so far we know about Wyoming elk. We know about Arizona elk. We're going to find out about Colorado elk any day. Uh, we've already heard from New Mexico. We've heard from Utah. We're going to hear about Nevada the Friday before Memorial Day. So you can play the game in all these other states, and if you haven't drawn... Idaho is there waiting for you, both in terms of controlled homes and the possibility of coming here on, I call it, over-the-counter. And it is that. Uh, it's first-come, first-served. They seldom sell out. Some zones sell out really quickly, but there's usually some leftover uh, over-the-counter tags well into September, if I remember right. And at some certain date, I can't remember what date it is because I'm not an Idaho resident, Idaho residents can go and buy any remaining non-resident tags, but they got to pay the non-resident price for them. So if you hear some guy from Idaho say, yeah, I shot two bulls last year. He's not breaking the law or she's not breaking the law. It is definitely a possibility. So there you have it, folks. That's a a quick, easy uh, primer, I hope, on Idaho. Yeah, it's a little expensive as far as upfront costs, but if you're going to hunt there anyhow, it's really not that expensive. And for $15 extra dollars, you can buy a raffle ticket to get you in one of the controlled hunts. That is a really, really good opportunity. And don't forget the deadline, right? June 5th, 2019 is when you have to have your application in for these controlled hunts. And if you do go, please, whatever you do, grab a wolf tag. Just never know when that chance is going to happen. And if you don't have that tag in your pocket, well, it's going to be a disappointing day. (laughs) Uh, So I appreciate you all listening. Try to keep these brief, just kind of serve as a reminder and a bit of an overview. And that's what we got here. And our next bonus podcast is going to be about now. I didn't draw my tag. What do I do? And that's what we're going to cover. Uh, we'll probably do that one sometime I'd guess in late June once we get I think after we get the results from Idaho that will be the last date that's announcing its controlled hunt uh, results So once that's done that would be a good time to start jump right into the the podcast about all these leftover and over-the-counter options so there you have it folks thanks for listening hope you have a great day